0: meg and megan making conversation podcasting beacon for the nation more helpful healthy information and having fun getting it done yeah that's all. meg and megan making conversation now. hey everybody we're back it's been a minute
1: <laughs> yep
0: megan's <laughs> laughing meg's guesting but more importantly <laughs> y'all you can't see this but we have a guest today so exciting. We've been talking about this forever. <laughs> Welcome back to Meg Squared. We have Karen it's, it's yeah. Okay, yeah. I think that's the first time I've said your last name out loud. I've rehearsed it many it times. I think it's the head. first time I've
1: heard it said out loud.
0: So <laughs> well, there we go. We got that out there. Yay. Karen is joining us today yeah, so That's um, because we are going to be talking about injury, how to deal with injuries. Um, and a big part of that work Uh, and, and one of the main reasons we invited Karen here is because all of the work that many of us have done here with Karen about mindset Mm -hmm. and injury Mm -hmm. seems like a really good time to explore how powerful mindset can be. And so we thought this would be a really good fit, a really good match. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, we were going to talk a little bit about some injuries that all three of us have had. They are all very different. And how we dealt with them, what we learned during them, and what kinds of things we would change now, knowing what we know. Um, and so we wanted to first start by what we mean by injury. And I wasn't sure if either one of you at any point want to jump in um, and add to this definition. Mm-hmm. But what we all sort of arrived at is that injury a lot of times, what what a lot of people think of is something acute, like I broke my toe with, uh, stubbing it on something, or uh, my my little kid bopped his brother in the nose and it bled everywhere, or, um, you know, I broke my arm because mm-hmm. I fell off the swing set or whatever it might be, um, but that we want to encompass a lot more about de- uh, injury today and that definition. So Megan, can you add to our definition of injury today? What are some other injuries mm. or injury-like things that we're going to be including in our definition
1: uh, another injury is um, like soreness muscle soreness from workouts uh, it could be your mindset with like how you approach workouts or where you are mentally um, yeah I think we
2: could also yeah. just to add to that is we could also use the term deficit when we think about mm-hmm. things like soreness or mindset and, and because again it's not that Nothing is broken. Right. Mm -hmm. But you're just not at your peak capacity. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that's huge. Right. And you brought up something earlier, Karen, when we were talking about
0: mental health, Mm -hmm. that's how we can have some injured or deficits in our mental health as well. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, we're not going to touch as much on that today, but certainly going to come into it, especially when we talk about that mindset. So, Um, so, with that definition of injury, and we, we can add to this too as, as we kind of move through. Uh, we were going to start with sharing some stories about injuries that, that we have had. Um, and again, just really briefly talking about how we dealt with those injuries, if we're still dealing with the injuries, um, and if we would change anything. And then we'll circle back and dive in a
1: bit, a bit deeper about each of these. So,
0: would either of you like to go first?
1: <laughs> you should, Meg.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'll go first. All right. So we've definitely talked about this one before, but as as a rehash and reminder, um, I would consider one of the biggest injuries of my life to be my birth and postpartum experience. And I think, again, going back to that definition of injury, when I had my first kiddo, I didn't think of birth as an injury, mm-hmm. and so that was a huge shift to to be like, yeah, oh yeah, I was injured. Um, and specifically with my, my first postpartum experience after my first birth, I would say the injury was much more pronounced and got exacerbated uh, because I didn't treat it like an injury and I didn't give it the time um, to heal or to rebuild that, that I should have. So like any injury needs that time. So postpartum number one, I would say over postpartum number two, although um, number two was also also an injury. And then probably my most recent injury, which I'm dealing with right now, so feels the most pertinent is, um, Karen, it feels so appropriate to have you sitting here today to to share this to the world, but during the, um, Mm. I call it the old people, that's that's so not right, but the (laughs) master's semifinal or quarterfinal, whatever whatever stage of um, the open that I made it to last May, when I was doing, I think it was workout number one. I think mm-hmm. it was on Friday. It was. And there were push-ups. four more workouts after yep. that. I didn't do all of them, but um <laughs> and there were handstand push-ups and some sort of either jerk or yeah, two double dumbbell push jerks. Yeah. So it was or shoulder overhead. It was something overhead with double dumbbells and then there were also um kipping handstand pushups. In row. And rope And there was a row in there too, yeah. But it was between the um the kipping handstand push-ups, which I I canned my way through. Um, it was it was actually I like remember one specific moment where I was lowering the double dumbbells down so that they didn't crash into my shoulders, but it was that eccentric lowering. Um, I ended up with rhabdo in my arms and, and then proceeded to do the rest of the weekend because it didn't feel that bad and you get into your competition mindset and whatever. So, um, so that has landed as a shoulder injury that I'm dealing with right now. I'm seeking care for it, which is great, but I am, I am a work in progress day by day in, in dealing with it and showing up and using my tools, um, and, and keeping the mindset a big part of that. But yeah, those are my, my
1: big injuries that I think of mm-hmm.
2: currently.
1: I have two big injuries, um, that come to my head right away. One is my head injury that I think some people know about, but it's something that I don't always talk about or really bring up a lot. Um, but I got a concussion. It was like my fifth concussion my freshman year of uh, college, huh. and it was right after my soccer season. And then it was a career-ending concussion where I couldn't couldn't play contact sports. Um, but at two years, really one one year, I couldn't walk without getting a headache. Like walking to class was a struggle, so I'd have to leave my class. <laughs> my campus you could walk across it in maybe five minutes I would leave 30 to 40 minutes early to a class so that I could like take my time to get to class that was five minutes away and so that was a huge injury and I didn't really have the support system there physically that I needed I had TJ and then I had my family at home but they were five hours away mm. um, so didn't deal with that great mm. and you know, I still deal with some aspects of it. I still get headaches. I still feel like I um, am slow to come up with words sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that comes up in coaching, which is super interesting when it comes up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So that's my head injury. Then I have my pinky broke it mountain biking last year. (laughs) A little too cocky. (laughs) Went off a big jump, crashed pretty hard. Broke my pinky, need surgery, put a pin in it, two pins. I mm-hmm. um, feel like I dealt with that a little bit better. I was able to have the support system of the gym, like all the members, all the coaches, my family, TJ were helping me keep moving. Like I knew what I needed to do and I did it. Um, and I don't really think I'm dealing with, with much residual uh, pinky stuff, which is great.
2: So for me, I have, I guess I would say I have, yeah, I'll just talk about the two with the knee. So my right knee, I recently had surgery in July, um, but I had had a previous surgery on that same knee in 2017. I had torn my meniscus and um, it it was relatively acute, went out, had surgery, recovery was not well. It was really different than this last experience. didn't engage supports. I did minimal rehab. I don't even think I went to PT, honestly. Um, It's part of the issues of being a doctor's daughter. Um, Just mentally really took a toll for quite a long time. So fast forward to now, and I had pretty extensive surgery on my right knee. So they did a full person osteotomy where they broke my tibia and moved my kneecap into a new placement and pinned it into place. Um, they removed a cyst in my knee. I had a meniscus tear that they repaired. They did um, what's called a microfracture. So they needle your bone to pr- try to create joint fluid to replace the lack of uh, cartilage. Wow. And then I also had bone fragments that were sticking out, so they removed <clears throat> excuse me they removed the bone spurs. So I had a five component surgery, in, <clears throat> that actually went so much better than my singular component surgery, <clears throat> in as far as the rehab goes. Yeah, and so that I I do think a lot of that sorry this is from this morning's workout (laughs) a little bit of random. come on in and work out today it was was worth it though um I definitely test so much of that to where I am mentally um and then also the supports that I have which we'll of course talk about Mm -hmm. but I will say I'm still dealing with some residuals I'm three and a half months out and so I'm having some different experiences now that are struck that are resulting in me struggling in a different way. I don't know if I want to say struggling, but having some difficulties in a different way than I did immediately post-operative. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool.
0: Thank you both for sharing. Yeah, thank you. I love talking about injuries. I'm a doctor's do too. kid <laughs> too. So. I'm not, and I don't know what's my problem. <laughs> it's fascinating
2: with it the body
0: can do, though, too. You know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, what I heard in, in all three of our stories, and I think this is a the pretty common experience is that we all have different ways that we deal with injury. And I know for me personally, I'm, I'm definitely a like work through it, ignore it. Pain is temporary. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can do this kind of thing. And what I've learned in my years doing <laughs> that is that sometimes, sometimes it really pays to slow down and listen to your body. And I think that's something too, that that comes with age is at a certain point you can't you can't just push those systems that way anymore it just it doesn't work it won't heal or it'll take forever and you'll miss out on the playing that you want to do in the meantime mm-hmm. um and but the other thing that i heard in 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 both of your stories too is that we we've, we've learned you know we've learned some things mm-hmm. there is some wisdom in um you know I think all of us, our first injury that we shared, Mm -hmm. we were maybe a little bit headstrong and didn't, didn't quite give it the attention that it needed, Mm -hmm. or we didn't have the supports that we needed and didn't know, or, you know, didn't, didn't know that we could ask for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in those, in the second injuries, which are all still pretty present. Yeah. I mean, you're, you know, mid rehab Mm -hmm. still working on Mm -hmm. three and a half months. You said, right. Me, I have a appointment tomorrow with dr kyle and you know your pinky i I don't know like does it does anything hurt it or would you say it's like just don't crash on your bike again
1: (laughs) well sometimes you know randomly i'll wake up my my whole hand like won't close (laughs) so So you're so so, So it's fine (laughs)
0: it's fine fine. (laughs) but i i just i'm i'm so struck too by both of you know the parts of your story where like karen i remember you sharing this is like a week before your surgery and i remember you sharing your plan yeah i was like holy shit yeah having a plan is so important because there's there's a good chance you're going to get to a point in in any sort of like rehab where you're going to be like fuck it i don't want to do that i should we can talk more about the shoulds but you know i should be doing this or i want to do this i don't care I know I've done that before. Maybe I'm (laughs) speaking for you, Um, but but Megan, your plans too. Like you, I remember you asking for help. Mm -hmm. Like that that like I'm I'm mad and sad at the same time, but I still want to be doing this because I know it'll feel good. But I need help, Mm -hmm. and that like asking for help is
2: it's it's a big step to get to. I don't think I've ever been more proud of the plan that I put in place for this and like the preparation that mm. I took. And I said to you guys earlier, I would not do anything differently yeah. as far as what I like set up, mm. but also that is a part of beacon, right? Like mm. <clears throat> when I had my first surgery, I was at a different community that mm. I didn't have that ability. They, they were not approachable for me to set up supports in the same way. Wow. And I had... Mm. Elizabeth for nutrition. I had all the coaches, all you guys for just helping me with the wads. You know, Mel is a coach that I work with quite a bit and she's, you know, pre-programmed stuff for me every single time. And you did that too. Um, Tyson for jokes, right? Daily jokes, (laughs) I swear to God, he sent me daily jokes. God love him for six weeks, which is amazing. Oh my God. Um, Did you get a lot of them? Um, (laughs) If I didn't, I asked for a little bit of like support. Yeah, 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 (laughs) Um, Michelle, obviously for PT, which was Mm -hmm. critical. Um, Yeah, it just, and and Coco drove me to the gym every day. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you guys just that whole piece without that. No way. My, Mm -hmm. I would have been in a very bad place, Mm -hmm. like a very bad place because I literally could not walk and I live on the
0: third floor. So I would have been a bad place. That's awesome. Well, I think, um, you know, in in terms of the, the injury management, you know, how we, how we deal, how we're still dealing with things. Um, there is that a huge component of this that we've sort of alluded to too. And it's just the importance of mindset. And I know Karen, we've been wanting to have you on forever, but (laughs) this, this mindset work was like my first real experience with you. Um, me, you know, meeting you was right and, and working with you specifically, but was right around the time of the open and the, the old people's open. And um, But but how important that mindset piece is for dealing with injury, whatever the injury may be. And I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about, about that piece of it.
2: Yeah, so I think the key word is acceptance. We've talked to mm-hmm. Three of us chatted about this a little bit earlier. So acceptance, again, I wasn't acute, so it wasn't like something happened and I had to rush to the emergency room and have surgery. So I had, I was fortunate enough to have some time to pre-plan and to get my head set around the idea. Okay, I'm going to be in the immobilizer. I'm going to be on crutches. I'm not going to be weight bearing for six weeks, and then we're going to have, you know, six months to a year potentially, as they say, of you know, rehab really, Mm -hmm. Um, I remember coming in and talking to Mel and saying, okay, my surgery is scheduled. And of course I started to cry and then it was like, okay, but wait, this is, uh, I actually chose it because I was having so much pain and discomfort and my quality of life was suffering. And there was obviously a lot that needed to be done. So it was the right thing for me to do so that I didn't have to have a knee replacement later or some major surgeries later. Mm -hmm. So it started there. And then it's the acceptance of help. Mm. And that can be really hard for people, especially, especially people who are helpers. Mm. It can be very hard to accept help. And that was probably one thing at certain points, maybe towards the end of that six weeks of the mobilizer that I struggled with of, you know, having somebody get my barbell or Mm. somebody grabbing the dumbbells or bringing the bike outside. And I, at that end point, it was like, I don't want to be different anymore. You know, I struggled with that, but reminding myself that I would do the same, right? Or it's, it's, is it really that big of a deal? Am I causing an issue? No, Mm -hmm. I'm not causing an issue. And in fact, this is value add. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And so now I think, as I mentioned, like struggling, I'm having a little bit of that difficulty because I'm, I've gotten a little bit away from the acceptance of where I'm at right now. Um, I started shooting myself Mm. right I should be able to you know snatch what I was snatching before and have it feel good oh I'm returned to sport I should be able to go out and run Mm. I should have my double unders with no problem that's not the case and so I've even over the last couple days I I was with Michelle um, for PT on Monday and I decided I'm gonna take a little bit of a step back Mm -hmm. from the intensity of CrossFit classes. Mm -hmm. She's programming for me and doing some lifting so that we can actually, I can really focus on strengthening my leg, Mm -hmm. both of my legs and use them correctly Mm -hmm. so that I don't get into this place of making poor accommodations for the pain that I still do have regardless of the fact that it doesn't show up all the time, which is a great thing. But I think mentally, I also need a little bit of that shift. Mm. And I, you know, I think it was Elizabeth asked, how did you come to that decision to like, what made you make that decision? It's just where I'm at. Yeah, Mm. It's just what I need. Mm. And so I'm at that place of hyper vigilance of accepting where I'm at. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I'm giving up on myself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I'm not pushing myself, but I'm pushing myself in the right way. That feels good. Nice. Yeah. Well, kudos to you for getting to that yes. point because I
0: know, you know, especially I feel like the the mentality of CrossFit is that oh, I'll push through it, yeah. go, I can do it, you know, it harder. I, you know, I've got those numbers. I've, I'm ch- always chasing those numbers or chasing better. But you were able to ask for that help and then make a decision that for longevity wise is going to be better for you and probably get you back to where you want to be
2: quicker. Yeah. And I think, it's been, you know, I've been crossing since 2013. So it's, there's, it's taken on many different facets in my life Mm -hmm. of, you know, that like go, go, go attitude. And then now I'm just at this place where I love it and I want to work hard and I want to reach goals, but I also am looking at it more life cycle wise Mm -hmm. and lifetime. And what is this going to do for me Mm long-term? Some of the work during my actual like post-op rehab, right? So I consider that that initial acute phase of being in the knee immobilizer and being on two crutches. Um, I did a lot of meditation. I did a lot of journaling. Mm. I did a lot of just reflecting. I read at one point pain is a privilege. And I believe that because the amount of appreciation I had for something like going up and down my stairs, not on my hands. Mm. So I live on a third floor walk up and I had to essentially crawl up on my butt with my hands, dragging your crutches dra- dragging my stairs. crutches, oh pushing my them up and things like, yeah. And, and, you know, I have a small apartment, but I live by myself. Mm-hmm. And so getting water was an issue, right? Getting food was an issue. Mm-hmm. And so being able, figuring out how to set myself up in that way that allowed me to not dehydrate <laughs> myself mm-hmm. and things like that. And, you know, at one point, I think it was about a week and a half post-surgery Um, I was telling you guys earlier, I went to turn, so I set up this little system where I had like water or food or coffee or whatever on my counter, and then I would turn and put it on like the edge of my couch, and then I would hobble myself over to the couch and sit down and then grab it and put it on my coffee table, right? So I had these little <laughs> these little things to do and I was getting kind of cocky on my crotches because I was feeling real good. <laughs> yeah, you get a little cocky and I turned too fast. And unfortunately I took my right crotch and jammed it into my left working foot. That was no. the weight bearing foot and I broke my toe. Oh. Angled like this. Oh. And so I popped it back oh. because I wasn't going to go to the doctor. I wasn't going to go to the ER. It took too long to get down those stairs. Exactly. I was like, I'm not doing this. I remember getting
1: that Facebook message from you. You're like, I think I just broke my toe. Yeah. Like, what? Was there a picture? <laughs> I <laughs> I don't. I, no, no. I, yeah, I think you may know have sent it to bad, me too. You're like, do you mind it? May, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh my god. I, I like
2: didn't tell my dad. I was like, oh he's gonna god. get so mad. But no, you know, and and so that's actually now fine. But yeah, it, I mean, crutches cause frozen frozen mm. shoulder. I had massive shoulder issues, but remarkably through the diligence of the mindset work of really working. I mean, I worked my ass off on that, like just checking myself and checking in with myself mm-hmm. and also the support of everybody else. I, I didn't cry. <laughs> like I didn't have these emotional breakdowns mm-hmm. that one, I or myself would have possibly expected me to have, you know, right. because it was really challenging, but every single week something was improving. And so Mm -hmm. I focused more on that and I was still getting to the gym. And the other piece was, okay, so you're here with your bottom half, right. Mm. And with your right leg, what do you get to do? Mm -hmm. Right. I get to focus on my core. I get to focus on my upper body. I get to really work hard on some of those positionings that I don't really like to focus on that much, or I just don't take the time to do. Um, so trying really, really hard to be hyper aware of all of those nuanced languages, all of those words, I get to, not I have to, right? Mm -hmm. These are my choices. Um, it's, there's no shutting right now. Like I'm meeting myself where I'm at and I'm celebrating every single victory, Mm -hmm. every single one. That's I'm writing those down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get to versus have to, or need to, I don't, I really don't like, I need to do this. Well, you don't have to, or need to really do anything. We live Mm -hmm. in a free world. You get to choose. So I choose to, Mm -hmm. you know, and even coming in here and just sort of chilling out, you know, Mm -hmm. and if at certain points, like it wasn't about, am I going to push myself to my max effort? It wasn't about that at all. It was just, I'm coming as soon as I possibly can. The doctors, I don't think really knew when I asked, can I come as like, like immediately post-op they were like sure whatever yeah okay sure whatever (laughs) so when surgery was on a wednesday and i came on monday yeah and that was it like i didn't miss it
1: yeah you did not (laughs) that's amazing and with that again without it it would not have been pretty yeah so yeah i remember in one of our first episodes we talked a lot about we get to like we Mm -hmm. get to do this thing Mm -hmm. i don't remember which episode it was but I, i I love, I love that saying, it Just what do you feels get so to much do? better? Right. Like I'm not taking all these things away from you. Like, mm-hmm. What can you do? Mm-hmm. What do you get to do?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was temporary, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This wasn't
2: something, fortunately for me, it wasn't something that left me without my use of my leg for the rest of my life. You know, this was a, this is a temporary thing that, is just helping me grow. And I chose to, so that I could fix the quality of my leg moving forward. This yeah. was my choice. Yeah.
0: Well, in that opportunity, I mean, I think that idea of the pain is privilege, mm-hmm. I think is a really powerful, just just turn it, turn it on its end and mm-hmm. think about all the opportunities there. You know, the opportunity to continue to keep your mental health or your physical health in other ways, the op- opportunity to work on weaknesses mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, whatever, maybe the opportunity to connect to a community that say, yeah. really cares yeah. about you. And I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't recall you having any problem when you ask for help. People are like, yep, on it. Here's yep. the ride you share. Here's like, it yep. just, it all fell into place. Yep. But, you know, I know I'm terrible about asking for help too, but I have found that whenever I do, the answer is yes. People want people want to help. Yeah. 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 Um, thank you for sharing. Yeah. That. That's, uh, that's just a, it's such a powerful story. Mm-hmm. I think about all the time. Um, you know, if, and when I ever have an injury or something yeah. that happens to like set it up. Set it up. Right? Yes. Ask for help. Um, mm-hmm. But then the mindset piece of the you know that acceptance piece is that's
2: the biggest part of it. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think. Um. <clears throat> yeah, because what does it do to resist it? Right. Like if you think about the difference between accept- <laughs> acceptance and resistance, yeah. right? So if you go into it, I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to be here. Guess what? Mm. That's where you're at. So mm. you're either gonna go into it. Working through it, or you're going to resist it and you're going to really have a hard time. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be good. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so funny. This is a total non sequitur, but I'm going to go there anyway because mm-hmm. it's been on my mind a lot. But so I finally got into the world of the Great British Baking Challenge. Sorry,
1: I promise this is going to connect. I can't wait. For it to see. <laughs>
0: and so I'm I'm watching it on Netflix, and I don't know if you ask me what season I don't know, but it's a season where Francis won, and Kimberly and Ruby were in the mm-hmm. semifinals. Ruby was this. She's a, a very pretty young woman. And she was so fucking negative. I couldn't no. handle it. Every single thing she did, she's like, she would bring up her thing and and she was really good at stuff too. So it was like aggravating. You're like, oh, I'm just so sorry. Oh, it's abysmal. Oh, it's just pitiful. I'm so sorry. You know, and she's just, and she's gorgeous too. So you're like, God, I can't stop staring at you, but oh God, you're just so. And all I could think was, man, if that girl could shift her mindset to, I'm a really badass baker. I can do this. I am good at this. Like mm-hmm. the thing she could have done instead of, she spent so much, it, it almost, she became almost a trope of herself that they were like, Oh, here comes Ruby. She's going to say something negative. And yeah. like, she would say something positive and then they would celebrate. Oh, Ruby said something positive. And you're looking at all the people in the background who are like, so, uh, Ruby yeah. like <laughs> it was just so like, not, all, but I all I could think about was mindset work as yeah. I'm watching the great British baking show or whatever it's called is like man this is just so applicable in in all arenas like everyone can get something out of this um but back to
2: injury <laughs> <laughs> well the thing I love about like the community of CrossFit is we're, we're in it together, right? Yeah. So you mm. and then you said something brilliantly the other day when we were talking about scaling, the odds of everybody doing the same workout is is zero, right? Yeah. When you walk into a class, recognize that like everybody's going to be doing something different. It might just be a different intensity level, right? But people are doing something different. So we're all in it together, but it looks like what it needs to look like where we're at in that moment Mm -hmm. but that also speaks to how you sort of come in and present where you're at right Mm -hmm. are you coming in you're like this is gonna fuck itself like Mm no why am I here right because that it affects people Mm -hmm. and it
1: affects like what's going on I think in the room too so oh yeah recognizing that as a coach like this morning it was row and bike yeah and that's it (laughs) The amount of times I heard someone on the bike or row going, "This is going to suck." Mm. And then me looking around at the class and everyone's like smiling, hears that and goes, "Yeah. Oh right. This is yeah. a lot of calories. This is a lot of meters. This is going to suck." Mm. Like, "No. No." <laughs> right. "No. This is an opportunity to grow." Mm-hmm. Like, "You you get to do this. Mm-hmm. You, you chose to you come chose. here. Mm-hmm. You showed up. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you so show did. up for yourself. Yeah. You signed up and came. You're, <laughs> you're here. For it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: If well, you're going to sound like that, you should stay at home. Just kidding. Well, and there is something,
0: that, <laughs> Karen, that you, you said before, too, is there's there's a difference between like, oh, this is going to suck and that toxic positivity right. of like, no, it's going to be great. Like You don't need to do that. Right. But... Mm-hmm remembering I can't remember it's probably been Bergeron I listened to a lot but yeah but remembering that what you put out into the world is was what you're Bergeron gonna attract, attract. It was cold. Sager. yeah mm-hmm. and well and Cole is just like such a positive light but yeah but like not only does it impact who you are but it impacts who who your what your circle does mm-hmm. and yes. what you attract to you and so I just I, I definitely have my days where I come in here and I'm like, okay, I'm shut down. I can like feel my eyes are on the ground. I'm just not like super engaged, but at the very least, I know today's a day to put on the filter and like, just don't, maybe don't say anything out loud because I'm having a hard time, like it being positive. yeah But I also have come to an acceptance of, I don't always need to be the super positive, like Meg is coaching person right now. Right. Um, and know, and trust well enough that this community can, can hold space for both. Yeah. Um, but that if I hear or feel something that's that, like that negative, it's just like, just, mm, you don't, you don't need to, you can just keep it there or (laughs) put a positive spin on it for yourself. And yeah.
2: I think that word positive can, can get overwhelming and it can mm. feel overwhelming. I have this person in New York who, that I work with, who said, I said uh, like the word positive probably 20 times in three to four minutes. <laughs> oh, and I pointed. Whoa. I was like, and, and she's not in that place. And I was like, okay, this is becoming toxic. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we're going to shift the word positive to like, she's trying to shift her mindset. Right. But I don't, I don't need you to think positive. I don't need you to just be in this hyper-positive place. So let's think intentionally, Mm -hmm. right? Or let's think growth-wise, right? Let's think about growth. So coming in and being in your introspective place, like, great, meet yourself where you're at, Mm -hmm. right? It's not about saying, okay, I have to be super positive in order to show up for myself. Mm -hmm. Hell no, Mm -hmm. right? But can I come in, be introspective and move through it? And then did I just grow Mm -hmm. by finishing it? Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. 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 You moved through it. You showed up for yourself.
0: Yeah. doesn't mean
2: you're going to feel like ACEs after you don't have to but at least you did something for yourself. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I never regret coming in. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So you just said something and I was, I was making all attempts to listen while you were talking and not think of my response, but (laughs) I wanted to bring it back around to injury. Yeah. But I forgot what you said, which is terrible. So you were talking about someone who is being positive and the hyper. Yeah, hyper positive. She's well, I guess just thinking about, again, um, the people who we see in class. Mm-hmm. And I think this would be a nice, maybe a nice way to wrap this up. But like common things that that we see when we're dealing with athletes or friends or just folks who are in class next to us um and the the common experiences of how people are dealing with injuries mm. whether it's their, those physical injuries or whether we can even talk about the mindset piece mm. and what that looks like um and so I, I you know we can talk as coaches as fellow athletes as you know members of this community um and and i'll i'll start um, because I, I think I'm a good example of this one, but like a common thing that I see when people get injured is that they um, they may not know they're injured, which I think is is legitimate, but is avoiding avoiding the acceptance and mm. potentially avoiding necessary care. Mm. And there there are times when it's important to get care for an injury. Um, that's where I'm at with my shoulder right now. It took until September to really, accept that it wasn't just going to go away. It actually manifested and reared its ugly head like in one spot on my body pretty acutely. And so I was like, okay, I owe this to myself to keep moving safely and not get really injured to go do something about it. But that's that's definitely something that I feel like I have said more than once, you know, have you gone and mm. have you gone and gotten it checked out? Um, we have lots of resources here. Um, even, even as a coach, just have you checked in with the coach or, you know, just voicing it to the world sometimes can be mm-hmm. like the look you receive from <laughs> coach Megan when you're like, yeah, geez, you know, I can't, uh, can't catch my push and jerk right now. Cause it hurts too much. Like, I know how Megan would look at me if I said that and she would be like, it's time to do something about it because mm-hmm. I can also see that you're not happy with with where right. you're at. Like it's affecting you know someone's mental or, or emotional health. Um, so that's that's something that that I see and that I would encourage people to remember. That same thing that you know, Karen, you model so well is that asking for help mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean you're going to sign yourself up for six months of rehab. But like learning what's going on with your body yeah. or your mind means that you can do something about it, as opposed to just wondering or worrying like that and mm-hmm. doesn't do anything except we avoiding except wear you down yeah, um,
1: and potentially results in more, more serious injury right yeah I know as coach I've had a lot of athletes come up to me and say I shouldn't have even come I can't do that workout mm-hmm. and I'm like tell me more yeah because it usually it's something I have no idea what's going on yeah. with them yeah mm-hmm. and then I find out it's been months I'm like okay well mm-hmm. we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Please come to me first or earlier. Um, and then I bring up the fact, like, how about we take a scan of the room? Mm -hmm. Can you see two people doing the same exact workout? Probably not. So let's find what you can do and then find what doesn't feel good and switch it out with another thing you can do.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So you can do this workout. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, okay. And then we talk about it. We make a workout, they do it. And then they usually not always, but sometimes come up to me and like, thank you. Yeah. I wish I did that before. Don't, don't beat yourself down for not doing it sooner. Mm -hmm. Just know that we're here for you. Mm -hmm. All the coaches are here for you to help you through these times. Mm -hmm. It's it's not something that we should have to do alone. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do all the thinking there's such a beautiful
2: willingness of like, all, of all the coaches to just figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, yesterday um, was like, what was it? No, Macho yeah. Man and then Double Unders. And I saw in one class, the macho man, a particular person was using three different apparatuses, which I love that. I think Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. That, that's what that person needed in that moment. And that's just, I was like, that is so badass. Like that is true coaching. Right. And there's so, there's just such this like amazingness that I think all of you guys, all the coaches do here to make sure they're getting, the athletes are getting joy out of it. It may Mm -hmm. not look exactly the way that they want to, but they're getting joy out of it, right? So that resistance to being willing to scale or shift what's on the board and being okay, if it's not what's exactly written, it doesn't mean you're failing or you're not Mm -hmm. doing it. It doesn't mean you're not coming in and doing the work. I heard somebody last week say, but I want to do the work. You are doing the work. It just looks a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but you're doing the work. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that to me is that, that mindset shift again. Um, Mm -hmm. I think so many people come into this space accustomed to the individualized, like I'm just another face in the room. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that's just kind of our, the, the, the general fitness culture. And that's mm-hmm. something that I think, you know, CrossFit in general tries tries to do well, is that mm-hmm. every person, you know, is important and coachable. I think we do it exceptionally well at Beacon, mm-hmm. but people still need reminding.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, that at someone asking me 20 questions in a workout, like that's my job. It's my job to make sure you know what's going on. And at least the way I think of it is if people still have questions, it's a reflection on me as a teacher. It's not a reflection on someone as a learner. What more could I do to make sure that you understand? And if your injury that we don't know about goes unseen or unmet, there is a certain amount of that responsibility, that's, that's on the individual athlete, right? right? Like right. you need yeah. to, you need to tell us and you can, we're asking you yeah. to, um, because then we can help out. Right. But, but there is that kind of two-way street of it. Um, and then that we're, we're all problem solvers here. We all love like a, a sticky mess to, to muddle through. So, for anyone who's yes, listening, we do. yeah, for any favorite. that was the I first remember. thing that
2: Kristen said to me when I said, okay, like, I'm going to have this one leg thing, she's like, this is my favorite thing ever, it's like, <laughs> like, creating yes. these, like, yes. creative yep. ways, yeah. you know, to figure it out, and yeah. some people saw this, and, and, you know, I know Dawn does this, did this too, is like, one leg on a skateboard mm-hmm. when you're on the rower, and it worked so brilliantly, good. it was yeah. perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: um, Don is a, is a great segue to other things that we see in class in terms of dealing with injury. Yeah. Is the the people who are working through injury or working through rehab who are the who are the yes people? Mm-hmm. You know what what can I do differently? Um, what can I do safer? Mm-hmm. Or just tell me what to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Tyson is really good. I not mentioned this before, but there will be times where for me, if I'm not, not in a great place, not feeling a workout, maybe a movement isn't feeling well. And I'll just go up to him and go, just tell me what to do. What's an alternative. And (laughs) and he comes up with it in the moment. And if it still doesn't work (laughs) he goes through the same calculation, he'll do it again, but that that's, you know, do it mid workout again. It's not, you know, it's not a, it's not an onus on any of us to help you have the best experience during your workout yeah. so that you have the end result that you're that you're that you're going for. Um that's something I've gotten so much better at is really being okay with where I'm at and knowing that if I want to achieve a, a different goal, then I might need to change my inputs into into my system. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, again, that's that some of that is that mindset piece. Like you know, valuing yourself, that you're, that you're worth it enough, or asking for help, um, you know, those, those can be,
2: can be hard things, but. One of the amazing things that I found when I first started CrossFitting, and I think this is probably super commonplace, is that, like, CrossFit Shows you that you can do more than you think, right? Mm-hmm. I had that experience this morning, right? In this like amazingly brutal, awesome um, <laughs> assault bike and row workout. Wow, I didn't realize that I could do what I just did in mm-hmm. such a great way. And I went into it and I was psyched. I'm ready for it, right? And, <laughs> and you know, I think being willing to also recognize that that means working through challenge too. Mm. So each day we show up in the gym doesn't mean that you're required to RX or you're required to PR, you're required to like just go balls to the wall in order to be successful, Mm. right? Your success from that day may literally be showing up. Mm. It may be actually scaling super effectively so as to not re-injure or you know, cause greater injury, whatever it looks like. But just
1: having that willingness to adjust,
2: you know, mm-hmm. each time.
1: Yeah, I remember there was a workout. Maybe it was last Friday or the Friday before, and it was handstand push-ups, which is one of my favorite movements, mm-hmm. and running, which is not one of my favorite <laughs> movements. And I woke up that morning, and I go, uh, my whole arm is numb, mm-hmm. my trap is just tight. I I I won't be able to safely do a handstand push-up. And I'm like, and I don't like running. <laughs> and TJ goes, you know, you can still do that workout. It'll just look different. And I'm like, this is four in the morning. Don't tell me that. <laughs> and he's like, why don't you just go? We'll figure something out. And I'm like, okay, fine. I side note, I'm the worst athlete. <laughs> I can coach really well. Mm. I think um, yes. I can't coach. I, I choose not to coach myself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good, um, good adjustment yeah. there. I choose <laughs> not to, and I
2: can't. Yeah. yeah. I choose
1: not to. So I, I showed up that day and and Liam was like, here's some things that you can do. I'm like, nope, don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like that same thing, like, mm. like yeah. what, what can yeah. we do? And it ended up being instead of pushing, I did banded mm, rows mm. and I ran. Like, mm-hmm. nice. And he taught, taught me through running and like I actually felt successful running. And so that was my win. And I was like, yes. oh, right. Awesome. I can do it too. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well,
0: <clears throat> I, I think, you know, it, I think we have to kind of wrap this up because yeah. I kind of got to get going, but, um, but a takeaway, Cause I'm about to work out. I'm about to do this workout. Yes. I've heard so many good things about. This is a mindset workout for me today, yeah. mm. for sure. Rowing and running. Biking. There's no barbell. Oh, biking. Mm-hmm. No, rowing, rowing and biking. Rowing and biking. Mm-hmm. Well, that's better than mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm working on running. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think leaving everyone with, we're all gonna be injured at some point. It might be major, it might be minor. How we approach it with our bodies, of course, is super important, um, but asking for help is, is going to be a huge part of your, of your injury experience. Um, but then thinking about your, your self-talk and your mindset around that injury, the, what you can do, what you get to do, um, and that acceptance of where you're at and your opportunities for growth. Um, and that's, that's what I would like to leave this conversation with today. Do you guys have any, any (laughs) nuggets of wisdom to, I would just
2: say the growth doesn't end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We don't live. Ideally, I mean, some people do, but ideally we're not living in a fixed mindset, right? In mm-hmm. a limited mindset that keeps keeps us stuck in one place. Mm-hmm. And if we tell ourselves we're only supposed to be doing X, Y, and Z, I should only be doing this. And if I can't, then I won't, mm-hmm. right? Then you're, you're not growing. Mm-hmm. If you let yourself go through the challenges and hard times and whatever it looks like physically or mentally, your growth is capital. Right? Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Have some challenges. Mm-hmm. Good. I like it.
0: Well, and every single person stepping into this space is already capable of doing 100%. Right. Like that is a huge part of what I think of my, you know, my beacon community. And then I think of other communities that I'm in who are, who view this kind of community. Like I could never do that. Uh, And so when I think of this community, I'm like every single person here already does that and may not even like give themselves credit to the fact that you already opt to do this. Like Thing that other people perceive as completely unattainable. Mm-hmm. That you're, everyone's a badass. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I that
1: I think that is a really nice thing
0: love it. Thank you, me, Karen. Thank you. I love Finally. It. Love it. Thank I you think
1: we mentioned on every single yeah. podcast we've <laughs> ever <laughs> had. And how many have we had? Uh, not enough. Not enough. But <laughs> every single one. It's like, we should bring Karen on. We should bring Karen on.
0: <laughs> we, <laughs> we did so. it. Yay! And wow. maybe it'll
1: happen again. Wow. Yay. Awesome.
0: All, right. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry it took us three months, but you know, as always, send us some content ideas and, we promise we'll do more Yeah, send Uh-oh. it in
1: writing With <laughs> special guests <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was very special okay uh,
1: you should do the, the exit you yeah. know
0: yeah just live and in person
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been
0: so long i haven't heard the song <laughs> sure. how does it go it's all right. right thanks y'all thanks, guys. bye, bye. bye. When did you do your hair i'm just noticing it now it's a little darker
2: I, it's yes. a little darker okay. and then i like threw some highlights in it i just it's really pretty it. I, I like I'm it burning my scalp, but that's okay <laughs> i dye it a lot on my own i'm like ow, I'm like, ow. Like, there was one time when i lived in the city and i dyed it a lot of times in one day like i <gasps> don't deserve to have hair <laughs> My friend, it, and then I stripped it. And it, so it was like, I yeah. looked like Bozo the Clown. It was white and orange oh and it was so gosh. fried. And my friend Christine, she was like, is it ever going to be pretty again? Oh. And I was like, I think so. And then I just I dyed so. it. And I, and I was and it that night, but it like turned
1: purple whatever. Fun. 11 times. 11.
2: And I didn't know that you can't go little dark little. and then go light without yeah. like stripping it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, why yeah. is this not working? And like my grays would turn (laughs) purpley. Yeah. We like smoked ourselves out with like the fumes. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling lightheaded. (laughs) (laughs) But my hair looks great. Yeah.